Merry Christmas, everyone. Just adjusting my mic here. Can you hear me? Yes, you can. All right, let's see. All right, we'll try this one. Okay, very good. All right, for today's, um, for my homily, I just want to reflect on the birth of Jesus a little bit. And as I was reflecting on this birth, we have to always look at when Jesus was about to be born in Bethlehem and Mother Mary and St. Joseph, they were looking for a place for Mary to give birth. And so they went around everywhere, and even at the end, they told them, we don't have room for you. So even at times in our own life, we don't have room for Jesus. And even when Jesus comes as a baby, the world says, we don't have room for you. But yet Jesus still decides to come, baby Jesus still decides to come, and he ends up being born in a cave, humble, where even the animals worship him first, even before people. And so he comes, he comes so little, he comes so humble, and then when he comes, we have to know where, where is he born? He's born in the t- city of Bethlehem. What does that mean? In Aramaic is Bethed Luchma. Bethlehem means house of bread in Aramaic. And Jesus himself says, in John 6, he says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. He who, ha- who, he who feeds on me will live because of me. And so very interesting, when Jesus was born, where did Mary lay him? Where did she put him in? She put him in a trough, a manger. And if if we look at that, what that is, that is where the animals would eat from. They would actually eat from the trough. And so even as a baby, Jesus actually has something to say to all of us as a baby. You know, even we would think we would talk to to baby Jesus, we'd be looking at him, he can't talk. But even as a baby, God has something to say. He says, I came to feed you everything myself, my very self. And so even when Jesus is a baby, there's this sign that God is preparing to feed us with his word and with the Eucharist, even when he's a baby. So the sign is he's born in the house of bread and he says, I am the bread that fell from heaven and I am here to give life with my very self. And so even when Jesus is born, his mission is to give us life by his very flesh. And so I wanted to give you, share a short story with just a little bit of a reflection on the Eucharist is really the heart and center even of Christmas. And that is one of the main goals, all of you are here, is to receive the Eucharist in you, which is Jesus in us, as Jesus was born. And so this is one of God's main goals. And so so a long time ago, before I entered uh, seminary, so my mom, she didn't want me to be a priest. It's okay. God bless her heart. She didn't want me to be a priest. She was aslabi. She was sad. She said, you know, I sacrificed my whole life for you. If you become a priest, you're going to have a hard life. And so one day she saw me literally laying there on the couch after I came back from community college at OCC. She saw me laying there. And she's like, you can't even go to class. Look at you. You're, you're exhausted. How are you going to be a priest? So she said, you're weak. You're little. You can't do this. And I was like, you're probably right. I can't do this. I'm probably going to die. And she was distraught. And so 
And so that night, she usually, that was just ended up being the night that she usually goes and prays in front of the Eucharist. And she went in front of the Eucharist, and, and if you've prayed in front of the Eucharist before, we put Jesus in a little gold uh, monstrance, and the Eucharist is there. And she was praying in front of the Eucharist, and she said to Jesus something. She said, Madi Barabroni, what's going to happen to my son? What's going to happen to him? And in that moment, my mom sees Jesus' face, his head, his flesh in the monstrance, in the Eucharist, and he has, she ha- he has something to tell her. Inside of her heart, he said to her, Lezadet anabtawan imman. If you speak Surah, that means, do not be afraid, I will be with him. And so when that happened, the next day I came home, I wasn't with my mom when this happened, and I came home from daily mass, and I said, hi mom, I greet her, and she usually, when my mom greets me when I come home, she's like, hi Habibi, hi Azizi, how are you, blah, 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 all that, all that stuff when your mom, when you come home, my mom's very sweet. And I come, I come home this time, I say hi, she doesn't say anything. I just look at her like I'm scared, like I thought she was going to tell me something bad, I don't know. And then I see her crying, but I've never seen anyone cry happy tears. Crying the paschutha, crying happy tears, happy, happy tears. And she's looking at me and she says, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. I was like, she's like to me, he's in the Eucharist. He's in the, I was like, mom, I know he's in the Eucharist. She's like, no, you don't understand, Habibi. He's in the Eucharist. He's in the, I was like, yeah, mom, I know. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He is in the Eucharist. I was like, mom, I know that. And so I was looking at my mom and she just said to me, do whatever he tells you. I was like, wow, this is a miracle. You actually want me to do whatever Jesus tells you? And then I reflected on this more and more. And I shared this story with you simply because The Eucharist has become the center and joy of my entire life. Being a priest means nothing if you don't love the Eucharist. And a lot of times, before I even went through a conversion, years go by very easily in just working in the store. I was working in the dollar store. I wasn't going to church. Weeks go by, months go by, years go by. And Jesus' heart was burning for me to come back to Mass. And how many times in my life he's revealed to me the Eucharist is the greatest gift that Jesus has left all of us. It's the greatest gift that you're going to receive this Christmas. It doesn't compare to anything that you will ever receive. And so I just encourage us that sometimes our hearts are cold and we don't want to listen to me, maybe, possibly, that's fine. We don't want to listen because we don't want to change. We don't want to be active. We don't want to anyone to incur. I'm just encouraging all of us, we could all fall away from Jesus, to really look back and say, am I just living my whole life without Jesus? Because we can easily be like the people of the inn who Mother Mary and Jesus and St. Joseph are knocking on the door and they said, we don't have room for you. We're too busy. We're working. We got stuff to do with our kids. We got all this, which is not bad stuff. But then we have completely forgotten God. This is the first, first generation that it's very easily just go through the motions and your whole life passes by 
and we're not worshiping God the way that he asked. And so I share that with you simply because we need to have awareness that the Eucharist is everything. And when we have lost that, we are, we are literally losing Jesus Christ himself. And so even in John 6, just to go a little bit more with the Eucharist, Jesus literally looked at all his disciples and he said to them, I am the bread that fell from heaven. He, he, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. The Eucharist actually gives you eternal life. It gives you heaven. If you eat God, what happens to you? You become God. The whole point is not the God, capital G, lowercase g. He divinizes us and actually gives us the resurrected body through his own body. So the Eucharist is supposed to be food for the journey home. If I don't have the food for the journey home, then who says I'm going to make it home? And then Jesus also tells his apostles when he says, go preach about me. What does he say to tell them to do? He says, go out to the highways, go out to the farms and invite people to my banquet, my dinner. A lot of people don't understand this. This altar is a dinner table. This is a dinner table. When you share a meal with God, that means you are part of his family. When we don't share the meal with God, that we're saying we don't want to be part of your family. That's what we say by our actions. And so even on the cross, when Jesus took all of our sins upon himself, the fruit of that, he stretches out his hands at the Last Supper and he says, take, eat, that this is his body and blood. And so I just encourage all of us to take action. For me to be able to go to church, I had to take simple steps. I was working in the store. Most of you have stores. What can we do as a family in this church to take actions to come back to the Eucharist? You might have to do simple things. We had a store. I said to my brother, okay, I'm going to work in the morning. I can go to Mass on Saturday evening so that you can go on Sunday morning. It's such simple steps that we can take sometimes, maybe not as easy for all of you. We have so many options to come to church. All of our churches, they start, if you look at our diocese, our earliest mass in the diocese is like 8.30 in the morning. The latest one is 7.30 p.m. And I encourage all of you today to really look and reflect how much Jesus wants you to be in church. And if this church is too small, mashallah, God bless you. For those of you who are standing today, you're getting double graces. Don't worry, you're getting a lot of na'mah, more graces than other people. And, and if this church is too small, then we'll build another one. Chaldeans are good at building things, inshallah. Hopefully, God willing, we will grow as a community, but we're never going to grow if we're never seeking the Eucharist, if we're not here on a regular basis. So I just encourage all of you today to thank Jesus for everything that he has given us, but let's thank him today for the gift of the Eucharist that a lot of you are going to be, that a lot of us are going to be receiving today. May he be in our hearts today and in your homes. Amen.